Zero. Garcia hammers one to left field. Benintendi turns, watches, that ball's out of here. Adolis Garcia with a line drive home run to left. Here's the 0-2 to Gallagher. Broken bat, soft liner, Pena catches it, and a no-hitter, Robert Valdez. First one to greet him is Maldonado, and the rest of his teammates pile on. Careful what you wish for, right? And I say that again um, with much respect. And um, it's exciting. It, it's exciting to say it, all right? And because I get you charged up. Talking about going to the SEC there, Brent Venables. Welcome back. Hour three, Wednesday, October 2nd. One month to kick off. 31 days on a working man Wednesday. A1 and Turkey Bacon here. We're getting to 102 today. Still looking uh, about like that for the next several days. Monday, maybe a chance for some showers moving in. Practices start tomorrow. Meet the Sooners coming up on Saturday. Yes, TJ. We have ignored the biggest news of the day. All right, go ahead. You know what starts tonight, don't you? Big Brother? A group of house guests will join together. Is that tonight, really? To join and play for the uh, season whatever of Big Brother. That's right. Um, I saw the cast revealed uh, a day or two ago. I hate every one of them. It's a terrible cast this year. How do you, are are you? Give me your thoughts going into this year's Big Brother. Uh, as far as what? What do you mean? Who would win or? No, I'll just tell you what I'm thinking. Okay. We're starting like a month later than normal. Yes. I don't like this. Like I don't know if I'm going to be able to. The, the beauty of it starting. In July is, there's nothing else going on. Right. It ended in early September and got out of the way. I agree with you. by the time it got into August and September, I was hooked. So I would keep watching. I was invested. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I don't know if I got time for this. I'm every night with the Reds right now. Football's right around the corner. I mean, I don't want to give up on Big Brother. I'm a devotee, but... I'm worried that I'm going to get into this. I'm with with you. Not to mention, it's going to coincide with football season, and our two baseball teams are really good this year. You, for the first time in a long time, when you've been watching Big Brother, me for the first time in like five or six years. So you haven't had to worry about 
do I have to watch the Rangers tonight or I have to watch the Reds tonight. Um, but you're right. It's a gamble on their part. I understand why they did it. They don't have new content for the fall because of the writer's strike, so I get it. But they're going to get lost this year with a lot of sports fans because football will overtake them on like their typical Sunday night show. Like once the NFL gets going here in a uh, in a few weeks, I guess they get recorded and watched later because you can record Big Brother and watch it in like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's but, true. That's um, you're right. You're right. I'll probably get into it. I just I saw that same tweet or X. What am I supposed to call it? Now? I don't know what they're called now. And I saw like pictures of what the house looks like. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like giddy, which I normally am giddy, I was like, uh, I'm like mad they didn't start when they're supposed to start. I guess I don't know. Got a bad attitude. Framber Valdez, who TJ has declared the greatest Framber in baseball history. No hitter last night. He may be the greatest Framber in history, not just baseball. Easy, easy there, okay? Don't be a prisoner of recency, please. Five no hitters in the last five years for Houston. First time that's been accomplished in Major League history. Cheaters, cheaters. The things that they've done in the last four or five years and have been caught on the cheating – there's other things going on. This is the biggest scumbag organization in professional sports history, and I can't wait till they get caught again. Um, they just picked up Justin Verlander yesterday. Yeah, you too. want to talk about one of the biggest scumbags in Major League Baseball history? That's the guy, Big Butt Verlander. Please tell me Verlander and Scherzer are going to... You guys face the Astros again sometime, right? Yeah, my friend that's an Astros fan actually texted me last night, and he says... Uh, Golden boot on the line. It's got to be Scherzer versus Verlander, right? And I said, that would be awesome because that's that first week in September. It's the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of the first week of September, the last oh, time no. they play. Um, that's when OU opens the football season, TJ. Right. Well, they don't play on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. But yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I that's said— Saturday is when OU plays. I said, week. I don't know that either side wants that matchup to be seen in the regular season. Scherzer Verlander. Yeah, I think they both know we're in comfortable positions for division slash wild card. Why let this matchup go down here? Mm. Now, if it stays a half game and you're fighting for uh, first place, then yeah, maybe it happens. But we'll see. We'll see if it happens. I'm kind of skeptical about it. But I hope so. I hope so. Trying to see how comfortable you are. Eh, three and a half clear for the wild card. Mm-hmm. That's fairly comfortable. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. if it remains that way, um, yeah. and it could be that you know Four two, clear, two or three you. are right there with it, and you have to have that matchup go down. I just wonder if either side would want it. That'd be fun. It's going to happen. Hopefully, it's going to happen. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, okay, Brennan Thompson, you know him, TJ, speedy wide receiver, was a Longhorn, now a Sooner. He met with the media yesterday. He's asked why he chose OU, and then this conversation's going to continue. He's talking to Josh Helmer. By the way, stop, pause. Great job by our guys yesterday, TJ. Kudos across the board. Josh did a uh, tremendous job yesterday. Uh, Plain did too, but... Uh, Josh really worked his little rear off yesterday. I've so. said for years, Josh, the number one ranked Helmer. 
Okay, and you argue with me. You're a Joey guy, I, but I've I never think it's told Josh. You that. I've never told you that. No offense to Joey, but I've never told you that. You're a big Joey guy. I've always been a big Josh guy. Plank, who else do we need to give props to over there? Uh, those were the two handling it over there yesterday. That's it? So that's it, yeah. All right, way to go, guys. I Josh mean, uh, you know, Mike was cutting up a bunch of the audio and putting way to go, uh, clips together, and so was Tyler. And um. Mike, I, you call him Mike now for for a second. Steely. I, it always Steely. takes me a hard time I'm to figure sorry. out who Mike is. Ste- Steely. Nobody calls him Mike. Mike, Mike. Um. Okay, so kudos to those guys. So here's Brennan. He's talking to Josh about why he picked OU, and then somebody else I don't know who it is is going to chime in and start asking him about playing Texas. So here you go. For me, uh, closer to home. Um, it's somewhere that you know I did a lot of praying. I talked to my family, and this is. Somewhere that, you know, he, the man upstairs drew me. Um, and I think for, for multiple reasons, uh, closer to my roots, you know, it's more who I am coming from a 3A, you know, small town in Texas. Austin was big, you know, Austin had traffic, Austin had, you know, a bunch of different things that I had, you know, previously encountered. And so moving here, you know, it, it felt like home. And this is, this is home to me. Well, uh, what does what does home have in terms of this wide receiver group? Obviously, yourself, but uh, what does Oklahoma have in the way of this wide receivers? Ooh, uh, as far as wide receivers goes, uh, I think we got a bunch of dudes. I think we got a bunch of different guys too, as well. You know, we got speed, we got strength, we got size. We we got a bunch of guys that are capable to go make plays. <laughs> Folks are pretty excited about just individually what you bring to the table. So. Uh, Self scout. Well, what does uh, what does Brennan bring to the bring to the equation for Oklahoma? Big plays, um, but at the same time, I'm going to bring a, a leadership mentality. I'm going to bring a championship, you know, mentality. I'm going to bring myself. I'm going to bring hard work to the table every single day, day in and day out. What do you think that Saturday in October is going to be like? It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting, but at the same time, it's just another game. It's another game for me. It's another game for my teammates, and you know, I'm here to do a job and I'm here to win. But it's not, though, right? But it is. <laughs> but it is. You know, I'm going against a lot of, you know, obviously former teammates. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm here to win. And I'm here to win that game as well. All right. So a few things there. Just another game. Mentality? Come on. Just another game, he says, when OU plays Texas. Good to hear that the Austin traffic has factored in, TJ, to an athlete's decision to not want to be in Austin anymore. Smart kid. That's just the state in general, man. Smart kid right there. He's from a small town. He didn't like the traffic in Austin. He says uh, OU's got a bunch of dudes in the wide receiver room. That's what I just said earlier. I want to see who the dudes are. I like hearing that. And when asked what he brings, he says he brings himself. Which is good. <laughs> he said championship mentality. I don't know. He did that too. Yeah, that's a little difficult coming from Texas, but all right. More of an eight and five mentality is what you're saying. <laughs> right. Maybe in high school. Maybe, maybe in high school. High school. Maybe in high school. Maybe that's the case. I I like uh, I like what I heard there, Teach. I like what I heard there out of Brennan Thompson. I call him BT. That's what I call him. Um. Yeah, I mean, put him on the outside, let him fly, let him go, let him. Uh, and he's right. And that's what we were talking about earlier. They got a little bit of let everything with uh, speed and strength and size and size of different, you know, one end of the spectrum to the other. So um, they've got they've got 
a lot of dudes that do a lot of things. So hopefully as a group, they surpass my expectations of me placing them as my biggest concern in the se- going into the season. Well, I asked TJ what he thinks about the OU wide receivers earlier today, and he said, mm, okay. <laughs> that, that would be my answer on that, yes. I have a question that's come in for you on the uh, personal Toby Uh-oh. text line. Uh-oh. This is from Brett. He wants to know, what do you think of the Seattle Mariners' chances of making the playoffs this year? Um, zero. Now, I'll give them. <laughs> Nobody cares. I'll give them a 3.5% chance, I think, after I calculated it up here quickly, Brett. Didn't they, weren't they sellers on the. Uh... They, uh, they sold some, but I think they acquired a couple of dudes, too. So uh-huh. they're. Uh, they thought their season was going to be much different than it was. So sorry, you missed uh, your opportunity, and the Rangers raced right past you with three a and billion a half games in out of the wild card. Very crowded wild card race. You mm-hmm. gave them a what percent chance? A three point five percent chance. Three point five percent chance. There you go, Brett. That's the official. Now, do you have info for me on what the on the quarterback that OU flipped yesterday? No. Okay. I didn't even see we'll, that they flipped a quarterback yesterday. We'll take a break. I'll look that up. TJ when did that happen? Info for, info for us. You were watching <laughs> Billy Madison. I was, not on was it? I was not on Twitter much yesterday. I will you admit. were watching Adam Sandler movies, and you should have been paying attention to OU football, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. TJ is going to find out all there is to know about the quarterback OU flipped yesterday in, uh, in uh, recruiting. Northwestern, TJ, I'll give you a hint. Take a break. We'll hit the text line to 405-651-3439. Carter, please text TJ. Let him know everything he needs to know. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. By the way, uh, Brennan Thompson... Brent Venables, anyone else we've played from uh, the opening of football season. Our OU Camp updates brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Real Juice, official sponsor of OU Athletics, made with vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. Gluten-free, 100 calories, zero added sugar. It's the last hard uh, seltzer you'll ever need to try. And uh, apparently I won't get to try it because the... uh, the vultures around here destroyed all the boxes of it. <laughs> me with nothing. That's so right. I don't drink seltzers anyway. That's fine. They brought multiple boxes. I have no idea. There was just one ripped up box in here, so I have no idea. <laughs> so, um, I like I said I maybe I would love this seltzer. I don't know, but typically I don't I don't drink seltzers, so that's fine. All right. Have fun with your neutrals, guys. I'm sure, it was delicious. Vultures. Uh, Toby asked me about a kid. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like when you put me in this position to uh, say Why? mean things. But anyway, they got Brendan Zerbrug. Uh, had yeah. been committed to Northwestern, as you said. Decommitted. He is now committed to the Sooners. 6'4", 6'4", 185. He is thin. 6'4", 185 That's out right. of Alliance, Ohio. Alliance High School in Ohio. Rarely does OU commit a guy that I have the exact same measurables as, but that's yeah, the case. Here. You're six four one eighty five. Had right. been in on uh, Bowling Green, Ball State. Had been committed to Northwestern. Syracuse was in on him, 
And now he's at Oklahoma, part of the 24 class. Big Z. And uh, three-star here on 247. Well, you don't sound excited. Well, no offense to the young man. Uh, it's wonderful he's going to get the opportunity to go to the University of Oklahoma and be on the Sooner football team. Mm-hmm. I'm not right. sure that he'll ever see the field. But, you know, maybe he shocks the world. If all goes right, he won't. Right, that's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. But uh, it sounded like for a while now Jeff Levy has wanted another quarterback in this class mm-hmm. from a uh, depth perspective. And yeah, so, yeah, it's a depth uh, this is, situation. This is the guy so. that they have uh, landed on. But, no, you're right. They have uh, bigger names with more stars uh, in this class and in the next and one coming up, and right. headed this way. And so if all goes well, uh, Big Z doesn't hit the field other than maybe in a backup situation. Big but Z, he, is that what you're calling him now? Big Z? Big, six four, Big Z. <laughs> He's tall. I don't know if Big's correct. <laughs> but he'll put on some weight. He'll put on some weight after he gets here. Wait till Schmitty gets done with Big Z. <laughs> hey, if he can put the right weight this on at the six four, guy, then that's the kind of guy that the NFL drools over. So, well, I was yeah. going to say, this is the kind of guy that 10 years from now we, we look back and we were laughing about. Do you remember when you were reading about Big Z coming to OU? Uh, and that, you you're exactly, and I hope all? that's the case. I hope and that's now the he's case. Sam Bradford? Yes. I, yeah. I hope that's the case. That'd be wonderful for that young man. That moved them up a spot, Tej, in the rivals' recruiting rankings. They are now number thirteen. Yeah, with their eighteen commitments for the twenty twenty four class. Way so, to go, uh, Big Z! Still some uh, big er guys that have yet to make their commitments known, specifically on the defensive line, Tj that could really vault this class into the stratosphere. We're all still waiting around for the Rolling Stone and friends. There's another name out there, Tej, that's going to be tricky if he picks OU. But that's for a year down the line. Not have to worry about that one for a while. <laughs> Hopefully he picks OU. Yeah, let's um, see. You want the uh, text line here? Let's go. Uh, this one says, ooh, make it stop. I think that's when I was playing the Texas fight song. Oh, was I supposed to call him this segment, or is it next segment? No, next segment. Okay, okay. Uh, Sugar Shane in Newcastle says, new Texas head coach will be Peyton Manning. Boy, that would be tough. That's the case. I I started watching quarterback last night. I watched the first episode of this thing you guys have been telling me about with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched it, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I've heard. I've heard Kirk Cousins is somewhat likable. The rest of them, uh, Mariota and Marcus uh, Mariota. Yeah. Uh, what's Mahomes. that guy's name from Kansas City? Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes uh, are not very likable. So, I mean, yeah, he's pretty annoying. But uh, Cousins <laughs> is. I do find myself rooting for him, and I didn't care about him before. But the opening like two minutes, there's Peyton Manning on my TV. I'm like, I didn't know Peyton was in this thing. And I will probably never see him again. I think it is like his production company did this, and so he's mm-hmm. introducing the thing. But anyway, it was okay. It was I, I like that behind-the-scenes stuff. I'll probably watch it. Uh, I had to change the dial when you guys started playing, working for uh, on the railroad. Sheesh. Sorry, it's a part of it, you know. I got to play the fight song. Mm-hmm. Uh, John in Tulsa says, You can 100% do the show from my house slash yard. I live five houses behind the big screens. And we'll be having a tailgate as well. Boom. Saturday. There we go. Right there. Pre-game right there at John's Yard. 
I've hey, always thought that would get be cool. John's information. We might need that, TJ. Yeah. John, hit us up if uh, closer to the football season. We may need your, may, may need your house. Address. We're going to need your Wi-Fi information. We're going to need to know uh, how much power we can plug in. Extension cords, John. Right. We're going to need those. Probably some sort of a cover potty. Keep, uh, Tyler from getting sunburnt. Porta potty would be great. Maybe a mini fridge. Is it walking ahead. distance for Travis Davidson? He needs to know. He needs to put gas in everything, the car or not. Everything's yeah. walking distance for Travis Davidson. <laughs> if only Harry Carey were around to teach TJ how to say all these names. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Toby, is your theme song going to change and be updated to say 50-something? Does it say our ages? Does it say 40-something? Those are older than when we were even in our 40s. Those go back to our 30s. His 40 is slow. That's talking oh, about 40 like is slow. 40 time. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what they're talking about, you think? Yeah. They're talking about my 40 time, not how old I am. Is there somewhere else that says we're I don't think so. I don't think it says your age in there anywhere. Huh. Uh, people still watch Big Brother? And all yeah, I call the that. former tweets is excerpts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people still watch Big Brother. The whole world. Uh, millions, millions every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, any updates on Xavier Robinson scrubbing his social medias and rubbing, scrubbing his social medias and removing OU? TJ? Uh, I do not follow players on social media, so I do not know when they scrub things. I don't know how you guys know how anyone outside of, this happens all the time with athletes, movie stars, coaches. I don't know how anyone watches a feed of anyone, I don't care what they are, close enough to know that they've scrubbed something, be it an ex, be it school, whatever it may be. I cannot tell you any information on that. I don't know you how you guys teach. even... How, how do people know this? Because they care about it. I, I, I'm fine with them following that, but I don't understand the people that follow it so closely that they know they remove something on something. I guess... They just are that obsessed with it that they watch every little detail of it, but I don't my brain cannot even fathom even doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need to get all over the story, Teach, please. <laughs> Apparently it's been scrubbed. I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, Carter, please let TJ know about the scrubbing. <laughs> please. <laughs> Reported scrubbing. <laughs> I know how to scrub. In the shower, I'm dirty, I get clean. I know that type of scrubbing. Uh, TMI, TMI. Uh, We're caught up on the text line. All right, break time anyway, 8.30. When we come back, we go live to the state capital of Texas. Craig Way will join us more on our number 18-ranked team, the Longhorns, back after this. The Ref Radio Sports (laughs) Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live to Austin we go, talking Texas with our buddy, voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way. Good morning, Craiger. T-Row, how are you, my friend? I am great. One month from today, the college football season begins, Craig. So I think we're all in a good mood. How's it going down there in, uh, in Austin land? Well, now that there are actual football practices, well, I say going on, the first one will go this afternoon. 
and and that sparked a lot of raised eyebrows. Going, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've had 54 out of 55 consecutive days with temperatures above 100 degrees, and they're practicing at 2:30 in the afternoon. Well, if you check the schedule, the kickoff of that September 2nd opener against the Rice Owls is at 2:30 in the afternoon. Thank you very much, Fox. So uh, it's a 2:30 kickoff. So. Sarcasm going at 2.30 this afternoon for the first practice, but there is a great deal of excitement that, that the guys are getting back on the practice field today. What is the buzz going into camp for Texas? What are the big storylines this fall? Well, uh, you know, uh, aside from the obvious, and I'll get to the obvious in a minute, some of, some of the other things are uh, folks are interested in uh, who steps into running back shoes, and you can't really replace a guy like B. John Robinson. But you can uh, get some contributions from a pretty exciting freshman and C.J. Baxter uh, coming in. And then uh, additionally, uh, Jaden Blue and then Jonathan Brooks, who got uh, key snaps last year. I think that's one of the questions folks are looking at. Uh, can A.D. Mitchell, the transfer from Georgia, uh, play as well as at Texas as he did when he played for Georgia's national championship team the past couple of years? Uh, can they get uh, the defensive type of play up front that they think they'll get? from guys like Byron Murphy and Baron Sorrell, uh, Sorrell coming off the edge. Anthony Hill is an exciting but freshman linebacker. And uh, can, they, you know, can they get that kind of play? And can the depth on the offensive line continue to perform at, a well, at an area that uh, really served them well? But, of course, we know what the number one question is. It's going to be a quarterback. Um, even if you didn't have the quarterback room that Texas has, the quarterback is always – the question mark, but Quinn Ewers uh, coming off a season where he had uh, at times brilliant efforts, like in the first half of the Alabama game before he was injured, he played well in the bowl game, although a lot of the Longhorns did not in their loss uh, in the, uh, in the bowl game to Washington. But uh, you know, he's, he's definitely the starter, but of course there's Malik Murphy, who's a redshirt freshman. He's a big, strong young man from California. And then the name Manning, obviously with Arch, of being on the roster, um, they, you know he's he's going to be learning a lot this year. But Quinn is definitely the unquestioned starter of the football team at quarterback. Doesn't stop all the questions from coming, of course, and the speculation and the excitement. But Quinn is the guy who will get the snaps. If uh, if it doesn't go well in Tuscaloosa, and Quinn doesn't play well, will there will it get uncomfortable? Oh, I think it could. I think what will happen is uh, the run-up to the opener against Rice is going to be interesting to watch development of the two freshmen, the redshirt freshman uh, Murphy. And, uh, it's it, it's going to be uh, interesting to watch how they develop throughout the course of the fall camp workouts. Both uh, had good springs. Uh, but but still a long way to go on that. And Quinn looked really, really good uh, in the spring for them. So, yeah, I, and, and I think also, Toby, you know how it is with, uh, with teams like Alabama. They, they were one point away from beating them last year but didn't get it done. And now they have to go to Alabama. So uh, it's the first huge test for them. And, and coming off the Rice game, we'll probably learn very, very little obviously about a lot of the positions, the Alabama game is going to be the first real litmus test, not only for Quinn, but for this football team overall. And then we see where it goes from there. But they have another non-conference game 
at home after that against Wyoming before they open Big 12 play on the road in Waco at Baylor. And, Toby, as you know, going through this, and as uh, Sooner fans have found out and, and understand, this last year in the Big 12 for both Texas and Oklahoma uh, is is going to be uh, the little ball of hate tour. <laughs> and when they, when you go on, you go on that We're road, not going to get a single call this year, Craig. Listen, it, it, it didn't happen a lot. A lot of last, you no. know, their longer fans still angry about that game against Oklahoma State where 15 penalties were called against Texas and none, zero, <laughs> against the Cowboys in that game. So, yeah, the little ball of hate tour. And, they, you know, going for Texas going to places like Waco for the last time, uh, you know, uh, uh, Fort Worth for the last time, places that have engendered, engendered a, a lot of antipathy for years, it's probably just going to accelerate it all. It was a remarkably disciplined effort by Mike Gundy's team that day. Incredible Had to be, right? <laughs> is there any push or is there a Malik Murphy contingent among Longhorn fans at all? Because when you look a pic- look at a picture of the Texas quarterbacks, you go, that's the guy right there. <laughs> I mean, he, he looks the part. But is there any push for him out there or is it all Arch and Quinn? Uh, you know, I, I don't even know. I, I know this is going to sound crazy. I don't even know that there's that much a push for Arch. It's mainly because word has kind of seeped back through from uh, Arch's parents, uh, Cooper Manning, and then and and then some folks like to think that you know Peyton and Eli and and Archie, uh, the two uncles and the grandfather, are standing there looking over everybody's shoulders, and that's not the case. Uh, they've all been really, really good, but what has been kind of said is. The, the family, if if all things are equal and works out okay, it they would prefer if Arch could redshirt. They would like him to learn a little bit more. I mean that that word's kind of come down the pike. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. And you know, in this day and age of what's happened with with uh, you know with the relaxed rules on the redshirting, appearing in the four games and all that stuff, I, I'm certainly not going to say he's not going to see action. He's going to see action. The the issue will be how much and in what games and that sort of thing. Uh, but there, there is a lot more of excitement for Quinn this year than even going into last year. And there was some excitement last year. And, um, you know, it's amazing what, what, what a haircut and 15 pounds of dropped weight will do for, for a fan's perspective of a quarterback as well. So I think, I think all of that adds into it. But there is excitement about him. And, and as for Malik, everybody saw the video and saw the, uh, the, the photos of, of that quarterback room and how cut they were and worked out well, you know, football players are supposed to be in great shape, right? I mean, that's what that yeah. kind of summer and off con- off season conditioning are all about. So I, I, I think people know he's got skills and they know he's got a really strong arm and he had a really good spring. So that's what another element's going to be fascinating to watch. TJ and I did a segment earlier on the show today. What do we feel best about? What are we most concerned about for OU going into this year position-wise? What position do we feel best about? What position are we most concerned about? I want to ask you the same thing about Texas going into this year. Position you feel best about, position you're most concerned about. Position that I feel the best about is uh, offensive line. It's, it's big. It's deep. Uh, it it performed well last year. 
I think the secondary could also factor in there. Jalen Catalan, the Arkansas transfer, if he, you know, he was injured the last two years for Arkansas, if he plays at the level he played there when healthy and stays healthy, that makes the secondary very, very good. I think the questions would probably come uh, on the defensive front, wanting to make sure that they've got guys who could step in and, uh, and for guys who were leaders there on that defensive front who have moved on now and play very well. I think those are that's one question. And then the running back deal. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, there's no replacing uh, B. John Robinson. doesn't mean you can't get really good contributions out of the guys they have in stable, but the old thing about uh, you know potential means you haven't done it yet, that sort of thing. And, and we've seen flashes uh, from Jonathan Brooks. We've seen flashes from Jaden Blue. And, and all we have uh, to look at down here is high school footage of C.J. Baxter, but he was the number one running back. Uh, recruit in the country last year. So I think uh, there's a great deal of excitement about it, but by the same token, yeah, I would say that would be the biggest question, Mark. What is the um, SEC anticipation now a year away in Austin? It, you know, you and I, I remember we were talking about this uh, a couple of months ago. It, it's finally starting to build. Remember when this whole thing came down a couple of years ago, at least from the Texas perspective, a couple of years ago, fans were like, Oh, that'll be nice. Okay, uh, but we've got to get things turned around here. You know, Tom Herman had just been fired, and it was like, what can what can Sark do? Uh, and he had just come off his first season. So then, you know, the the excitement finally ramped up or uh, into Sark's first season, and then the the uh, excitement finally ramped up a little more. I think over this past year, uh, especially when it became official when they were going to leave. Now. Now that there's a schedule, and you and I visited about this, now that there's a schedule uh, of what's going to happen, now that Longhorn fans know that next year, instead of Baylor and TCU coming to town, it'll be Georgia and Florida coming to town. And, uh, yes, the rivalry resumed with Texas A&M, and uh, A&M, Oklahoma, and Arkansas all being away from Austin, OU game being what it is, obviously, in Dallas. But uh, the, the other two being road games, I think that's where the excitement is starting to generate up a little bit. And I think folks are kind of looking at this last go around of the Big 12 say, okay, run it back. Let's go one more time through. And uh, this team is a legitimate contender for the conference title. Uh, Texas won the first ever Big 12 title in the, in, in the very first year of the league. And I think a lot of Longworth fans hope that they have a chance to contend for what will be their final opportunity to win a Big 12 conference championship. Longhorns open with the Owls of Rice on September 2nd. That'll be an afternoon game at Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. Craig Way, thanks, bud. I'm sure we'll talk again here soon. We appreciate it. Hey, I'm looking forward to it, T-Row. It'll be great to see you and and get ready for this one last ride for, for, for both of us in the Big 12 this year. All right, see you, man. You bet. There you go. Craig Way with more on our 18th ranked team, the Texas Longhorns. You two are disgusting together. Um, you know, we did a pizza commercial. I know. I know. It must have been wildly successful because we were never asked to do it again. <laughs> must have sold a lot of pie. <laughs> Business went down at Pizza Hut. We can't figure out what went on. 846, we'll take a break. Chris Plank crosses it over with us next. 
This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with The Crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Enjoying some overnight oats for breakfast today. Do you guys do overnight oats? What are overnight oats? This is a um, three pieces of pecan recipe that I picked up on. Mm. Been uh, doing the last month or so. Oh, is this the thing that he did the other day where he puts it in the jar and sits yeah, it or something? Mason jars. I did see that. Oh, I, I thought you meant you ate I've... overnight. <sighs> <laughs> you wake yourself up at like 3 a.m. It's like, time for the oats. Time for oats. <laughs> Every hour on the hour, I get up and eat oats. Well, I mean, you look great, dude. You've you've lost a ton of weight, like and a, I just didn't know. It's like there's a, a horse secret. secret. He's like a right. horse, just kind of <laughs> just saddling up. Okay, I'm sorry. In the middle of the I, I'm night. on the same wavelength now. I apologize. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard, but it's got to really do what you got to do. Every hour on the hour, I get up and eat oats and go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I try. I suggest it. What uh, it, so yeah, it, is it an oatmeal like dish yeah. or okay? Kind of. Yeah, you put in uh, oats, berries, oat milk. There's some protein powder, uh, chia seeds. I'm trying to think of everything. God, anyway. look how fancy he is, man. He's got chia was, seeds at his house. It's like it's hard to find chia seeds. Yeah, and, and they're always ridiculously overpriced. Honey, right? there's honey in there. Oh, okay. That's and uh, and then you let it sit overnight in the fridge. Get up the next morning, shake it up. It's delicious. Really good. And it's healthy. So, uh, huh. Interesting. I it. Uh, yeah, go look at Three Pieces video. Oh, that's Knock right. yourself out. I, I don't know why. The Instagram, that's the word I'm looking for, algorithm is so weird that whenever he was on your show, I followed him, and like I never see anything from him. It never pops into he my head. He has feed. been uh, recently uh, not posting as much because oh. they were on a family vacation, and then he was doing something else. So there was a good stretch gotcha. there where he wasn't posting much. So Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's He's good. back at it, though, I think. Chris, biggest takeaway from Media Day for you? I was kicking myself when I left the show yesterday because um, we got done. We got done. And my last yeah, big thing we had with the Brent Venables press conference was, man, it seems like he's just really excited about this team. And I got about halfway home, and I was just losing my mind because I couldn't believe I didn't bring up the buzz of spring camp and in Brent Venables' mind, the best receiver on the team right now. T.J. Perry's pick for player to watch, Gavin Freeman. Yeah! Gavin Freeman. Gavin, Freeman. And Gavin don't call me the kid from the Hall of Freeman. I... I don't know why it just of, – of all the things people want to know, how are we going to be better in the mid-range passing game? Uh, how are we going to be better on third and fourth down as an offense? It's wild because a dude like that can be an answer to both. You know, not afraid to go across the middle and make a play and explode, Sterling Shepard style, Wes Welker style, you know, whatever player you want to put in there. And then a trusted target in those third-slash-fourth-down type situations – Offensive question. Go ahead. 
Can you have Drake Stoops and Gavin Freeman on the field at the same time? Not sure that there isn't a difference between them. I think they're the same person. I think we just cloned them this offseason. Have off you ever season. seen them in the same room together? I still haven't seen them in the same room, but there was a picture making the rounds where they were somewhat together because... AI. Yeah. I mean, what, you, what picture is real anymore, right? Uh-huh. So that was, that was a major takeaway for me. And the way that... The way that Coach Venables defended it, because some people I think look at it and say, a walk-on guy that's five foot whatever he is, whenever we've got dudes that look like Randy Moss and dudes that look like Devontae Adams out there, this is the guy. Uh, I thought how Brent Venables defended it was pretty well because he basically just said, yeah, he's been that good. <laughs> he's been that good. So that was one major thing from yesterday. Now, I'm really excited Toby, to dive into the players' stuff later today. Josh stayed around and talked to a bunch of the players yesterday. But I am, just from the coach's side of things, man, the buzz around Gavin Freeman is pretty, pretty legit right now, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. it he was a guy that Brent Venables, would, we would do events last year, and, and he would talk to members of the Sooner Club, or he would talk to Boosters. I mean, that was, that was a name that kept coming up. And then he had the big play, what was that, in the opener? Where you had the reverse run for a touchdown or game two, whatever it was. So I, I'm, I'm all in I'm, on the Gavin Freeman hype train right now. I am not here to poo-poo on the Gavin Freeman hype train. However, Go ahead. as good as Drake Stoops and Gavin Freeman are, and I think they're fantastic, third down possession guys, over the middle, tough catches, all that kind of stuff, run re- jet sweeps with them, all that kind of stuff. Love it. Let's do it a thousand times a game. They still need a guy to be able to go make the spectacular plays on the outside. Sure. You know what I mean? Like no, the deep balls, the, the catching traffic in the end zone, all that kind of stuff. I, that's not Drake and Gavin. And so it, it is exciting. It is going to be exciting to see, you know, hopefully if that becomes Farouk or Gibson or Anderson or Anthony or Thompson or Petaway or on and on and on, Bunkley Shelton whoever it is that is more physically gifted to be able to do the spectacular stuff like that. Agreed. And, Agreed. And there you go. There's there's TJ, the big takeaways. Great show by you today, TJ. <laughs> it was. I'm going to go buy some bear spray now. <laughs> wise. Wise. All right, everybody, stick around. Plank's show coming up next. Thanks to Craig Way for joining us today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.